0: Task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Just visit photographer'sedit.com. Are we good? Are we live? Yes, we are live. We are live officially?
1: And we are re- recording.
0: And we are recording as well. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Workflow Wednesday to you. Um, we're Nathan Holritz, Rich Heather Smith, Haley Gaffin with Workflow Wednesday on the Boca Podcast special edition or a special series, I should say, of the Boca Podcast talking about workflow, how to work efficiently, so we have a bit more of a life as photography business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you all been? It's been what, about a month and a half? Month since our last show. Really? I
2: think a, I think a month, closer to a month? month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like it's been. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing
1: uh, well. Yeah, we're doing well. Thank you.
0: Are you? Uh, I don't know. Can, can we? Can we like break the fourth wall a second? You said you guys aren't getting along right now. Do we need to like have a therapy <laughs> session on, on air?
2: <laughs> that was a joke. I pulled out of the way to show you guys our new fiddle leaf yeah, fig, and, fig, and then Rich took it and ran. Like we're Creepy. sitting far apart because. <laughs> We don't want to be close, and it was all a lie. So we're like, like you just
0: sort
1: (laughs) of. So is that an
0: actual plant? Like that's a yeah. We're we're gonna try to keep
2: it alive. We typically don't have a green thumb. I mean, it's literally like things will go well for a while. Something and, will survive for a period of time, and then if you have to leave town, or you get a little busy, or someone gets sick, you get thrown yes. off your routine, and everything dies. I, I
1: don't give it. Uh, yeah. I don't. The chances of this thing surviving is not that high, but <laughs> but, but uh, it was it was a good deal, so I couldn't pass it up. And Heather's been wanting one for years, and, and so I came home really? home with it, mm-hmm. and, I was, and she was so excited. A and, leaf fig, yeah, yeah. And so uh, so it, I it's called a
0: fiddle leaf fig. Correct. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. You got okay. that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, so, Haley, do you have any interesting show and tell for your, or any visual <laughs> show and tell? For, yeah, for?
3: absolutely. Let me show you the one plant that I've kept alive for over a year and how it looks today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it, is it bamboo or is it's it? It's bamboo, a, and it's okay. supposed to be the easiest to keep alive. Yeah. Um, okay. No, it's,
0: there, there's some green leaves not. on the top. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I roll my eyes when the salespeople tell me this is a hardy plant. You can't kill it, and I'm like, watch me. Yes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> watch me kill we, we it. We got
1: we got some hardy mums to put in the backyard because literally the 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 in the, yeah. na- the name in the name is hardy hardy, <laughs> and uh, um and uh, no we, we, and, we, and not we, so we, much they you no. come to our to the but, brown thumb. I guess I'm not sure what. Was
0: the opposite of green, so. so I don't no, have
2: any. no marital distress, no, no marital good. distress.
0: No, good. No. And <laughs> and Haley, your plant is at least somewhat alive, so that's a good thing yeah. as well.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Otherwise, are not
0: allowed. <laughs> I don't well, really have plants in my in my house. I'm like if actually I say house, I still live in an apartment. Um, I in fact, if you were to visit my apartment, it looks somewhat like a college bachelor pad. I think it's very minimal in nature, not a lot on the walls, not a lot of furniture. Um, I do have. For anybody watching the video version of this, and by the way, if you're listening to the Boca podcast, the audio version, this is a, a live video broadcast, if you will, on Facebook. If you go to facebook.comslash photogsedit, P H O T O G S E D I T, the photographer's edit Facebook page, um, I, I got a new arm for my mic that in an, I record a lot of podcasts, and this is a Rode mic arm, and I was excited about it, felt like it was going to be an upgrade. And right now, this thing is like taking up a third of the the, the picture and looks really awkward and ridiculous. So I'm gonna to have to figure something out about that next time. I also noticed the light that I'm using is casting this weird shadow on my eyes, so I have to fix that. You at need some like point.
2: a boom mic, you know, so, like like right up here, like, like right, o- here? right off screen, <laughs> 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 taking up tons of screen real estate. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Since we're talking about things that that are disappointing to us right now, <laughs> okay. I am. I what I'm. This is what I'm most disappointed with in my life right now. Detail, yeah. Is uh, um, I got some new glasses and um, and I've been wearing. They're dramatically different than my other glasses, and not one person in my life <laughs> has noticed at all. And then and uh, so literally. Okay, wait, like, wait, wait. I want
0: these, to see the before and after though.
1: Okay, so yeah.
2: uh, these are substantially
1: more. Um, yeah. So so these are my new glasses. Okay. Okay. All right. These are the glasses you're used
0: to. Oh, you're you're totally right. They're That's huge, crazy. They're hugely yeah. different. They, they, and
1: nobody's they, in, yeah, they, in they, fact yeah.
2: so much so that I was like, I honestly don't know how I feel about them for the first couple of days that he had them on. Yeah. And I was like, give me a minute because they're yeah. so different from these your are, other ones. These
1: are yeah, these are the these are ones I've been wearing for years. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, put the uh, others back and, on.
2: Okay, there's this. There is it Netflix or Disney Plus or
1: Amazon Prime? Okay, this Disney Plus.
2: Okay, there's this series called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yes. And, a great, and, and a in great. it, and in it, he wears these real he's, chunky black glasses. And Rich oh, is like, awesome Do you think glasses. I could? He yes, does. And yes, I'm said, like,
1: I some. Do you think yeah. I can
2: pull those off? And I was like, I think so. Order them. Let's see. You know? I know, I
1: got a, I got a phone Zini uh, Zini uh, Zeni? Zini whatever Zini. Then uh, mm-hmm. they're like and like frames and lenses everything seventy bucks done. Let's do this. Nice. So uh, yeah. and uh, okay. and they, and they and they take my my uh, my prescription that is expired uh, because I can I can tell, I can see completely fine uh,
2: okay. with my... Now
0: I'm not so encouraged. I, I was an optician <laughs> in my past life years oh ago. Oh my goodness. Is
2: that a big I, no-no?
0: That They would uh, yeah, accept your sub- or expired mm-hmm. sub- or mm-hmm. prescription rather is a little yeah. bit okay. concerning, but um, I, I think part of the reason I didn't, because normally I notice glasses. In fact, I you ask people at conferences, I'll see okay. them in their glasses and I'll compliment them in their glasses, partially because I was in the optics industry and I, and I noticed them, but yeah. maybe part of the reason I didn't say anything is because they really they fit you like they're they're natural they seem natural to you
2: or maybe too i wonder if the fact that we're not face to face and we have a screen between us has anything to do with it too i mean so, that could
0: play into it but that's, that's crazy that you're i didn't notice it right away
2: yeah isn't that funny
0: no they're okay. cool yeah, yeah. I, I I dig it thanks, i dig it thanks man
1: i, I used just call me jeff goblin from here on out okay that's fair okay yeah.
0: Well, I, I, so now that like half our listeners have left and like, what in the heck are they talking about? This is supposed to be workflow Wednesday. Yeah. Um, By the way, this show, when we, I think from the very beginning, I was like, I want to, I want to have a show where, in fact, I tried to do this with the podcast, our normal episodes at the very beginning. I want to have a show where we can just like hang out, have conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and at some point, hopefully add some value. Um, I realized
1: (laughs) (laughs) you have me. (laughs) No, I I realized
0: that at one point, Like relatively early on, I was like, you know what, I can't, like the free form approach to conversation with with photographers who are not necessarily educators or speakers naturally Mm -hmm. didn't really work so much. Because again, Mm -hmm. the end goal is to add value in some way. So we're a bit more structured on the podcast. Um, We're making up for it in Workflow Wednesday. It's a little bit more free form. And I love it, by the way. Uh, It's good to have Rich and Heather here. A little bit of context for anybody that's new to the show. Rich and Heather have been photographers for what, 12 years now? 12. 12 years. Sure. Sure. And I've known them for as long, or even a little bit longer, um, so longtime friends. Haley is a photographer herself, uh, has a studio here locally, and is also doing marketing work for photographers at Boca and Milu. So um, we're all like we we all have ties to the photography industry for quite some time now. And the goal with the show is to to lend a little bit of our perspective on the topic of workflow and more specifically efficiency and workflow. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about establishing prices and and in the name of efficiency, hopefully simplify the conversation a little bit um, today. But before we get there, one of the things that we like to do pretty regularly um, is to to do a bit of an industry snapshot. Let's talk about something within the industry, whether it's tech related or otherwise that you all think is kind of interesting, a conversation that's happening right now. What might that be, Rich or Heather?
1: Well, um, so uh, I, I thought this was really really relevant right now because uh, I, I was really curious about um, because what is the biggest news uh, out there right now is the coronavirus so I was just I was just curious about like uh, like like how is the coronavirus actually affecting the photography industry and uh, um, it's, it's really interesting I mean, uh, apparently uh, uh, Nikon um, and Canon have both like uh, uh, postponed. The their, they they have these new flagship uh, uh models of um uh, cameras coming out, and they literally have to delay the uh delay the because they cannot get supplies from their, their third their party supplier uh for their cameras because of, of, of the coronaviruses, uh, factories shutting down, um, all kind of all got kind of crazy things, you know. Um, so I was wondering, like, ha- have y'all heard any, uh, like, like, uh, there's people there, there's like conferences being canceled, um, and what mm-hmm. are are postponed. Like, uh, I haven't heard yet of someone being so crazy about a uh, about canceling their wedding, but I mean, like, it, it's probably not unheard of. I mean, like, uh, or or postponing their wedding. I, I don't know. H- has has he? Have y'all heard any any uh, anything going on with uh
0: baseball? What about universe? you, Haley? Have you?
3: Yeah. So uh, not as far as weddings go, but a retreat I was going to at the end of the month had to be canceled because of it. And I mean, it's, it's a big deal because not only are, is the conference struggling with like having to refund people or, I mean, this is conferences across the board because I've seen so many being canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, But like all of our Airbnbs and Verbos and um, hotels are we're struggling to get the money back because a lot of them don't cover issues like the coronavirus. So, mm-hmm. if you follow me on Twitter, I'm currently in an argument with Verbo about it right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: VRBO. yeah, I it's yeah, said Verbo. I was like, oh, oh yeah, VRBO. Okay.
3: Well, so I called and they they call it Verbo on their uh, really oh, recording. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I listened to their 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 commercials. And the commercial mm-hmm. they do say uh they they say verbo and then really? at the yeah. end they go vrbo. So, um, yeah. so I didn't um, huh. v- you know uh vrbo.com.
0: we learned something. I know I yeah. called
3: it VRBO up until two days ago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> value
3: yeah, added vrbo. right there.
0: Boom. We we can
1: quit this podcast. Let's <laughs> right shut it
0: down. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a great Wednesday. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, everything down is downhill from there. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I don't I, there are a couple of conferences coming up that we're sponsoring, and I haven't heard anything about them being canceled as of yet. Crossing my fingers, and I'm supposed to travel um, out of the country late next month. Um, and actually, right now, Jill and I are talking about taking our kids to um, out of the country as well for spring break. The, okay. the interesting thing, I mean, obviously the, the the deaths in particular associated with this are, are so sad, um, but as we look at the way that the economy is being affected by this, one of the things that's happening is is flights are mm-hmm. dropping like drastically in price point. And so yeah. if you want to travel and you're, you have a healthy body and you're not too concerned about actually yeah. getting the virus itself, it, now's the time to at least snag up some flights and go somewhere. And we were actually just looking last night. I mean, literally prices dropping, it seems, even as much as by about half what they normally cost. It, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're in a place where you can take advantage of that, it's a great thing. Also, yeah. buy up some cruise line stock right <laughs> now, because holy. Uh, God, yes. I was looking at, at um, Royal Caribbean. Let's see. I was looking at Royal Caribbean and um, there was one other. Let me just pull it up. Yeah. It's actually Carnival Cruise Line is down like in the last month it's down over half. So they were wow. $45 a share. They're down to right now like $21 a share and it might take a while for that to yeah, come back up, yeah, but you but can make will. Some really will. good money on it. It'll come back um, up. By the way, Please don't take that as actual advice. <laughs> 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 Tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I may actually make a move on it because it seems like there's a great opportunity in, in that realm too. But uh,
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I hope,
0: I, I hope that this blows over. I mean, it's it's one of those things, I, I know there's, and it's funny how like Facebook, people are getting on Facebook and becoming these experts about it and um, <laughs> voicing this opinion or that thing and sharing this article right. and, and getting all yeah. dogmatic. And, and it's a little bit odd because most of us don't really know which end is up when it comes to actually talking about a virus. But Um, I I will say that I've traveled even just recently. Last week, I was in San Diego. Mm -hmm. The week before that, I went to Vegas. And it seems as though, despite all the the drama portrayed by the media, and even the drama that we see on Facebook, as all these people are sharing their opinions, most people traveling are just kind of going about it quite normally. There were a few people here and there with face masks on. And maybe this week, it would be a little bit more intense. But and in many ways, it doesn't seem like there's a lot to worry about. Now, I realize that's subjective, yeah. and the people are dealing with it. It's all different conversation, but right. it, I can't help but think that in some ways, it's being blown out of proportion, or at mm-hmm. least fear is being induced in a way that I don't think is is helpful.
1: Right, right. That's, again, like yeah, I, I, I'm not going to speak like an I'm, I'm authority on the, on there, but it seems like yeah, it's the the media has 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 latched onto this thing and. And uh, what what we have what we have found is you know it's like the
2: statistics are yeah. are in the average
1: person's that, that, favor. That, that is that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. that you have yeah. that you have more of a chance to to to, to die from the flu than than from from this you know yeah. so uh, so. It's, it was so
2: strange that uh, Rich went to try to buy toilet paper for our family yesterday. Not because not because we're in a panic.
1: Not because we're panic, because, because we, we were running out, out we really of toilet <laughs> paper. <'Cause I> live <laughs> and in he house had with to go to three
2: stores. He had to go to three stores to buy toilet
1: paper. Really? Oh, I went. I went yeah. to Costco, and it was completely no, nothing gone. Nothing Sam's. I went to Sam's. So eventually, yeah. I went to Home Depot because no one thinks about buying toilet paper at Home Depot. And guess what? They have it there. So, so apparently, oh, well, uh, the word's uh, out. So yeah. don't be do there Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, wow, and, that's and, wild. Uh, yeah, I should stockpile on it and um, and then and then sell it for yeah. very expensive. I did
2: have a a photographer friend this week who was posting online about having to cancel spring break travel plans to Italy, not because she was concerned. And you guys probably know I'm talking about Melody, but um, not because she was concerned about um, being exposed to the virus, but because her daughter would be under a mandatory 14-day quarantine upon her return, which wow. would keep her out of school. So these are also implications that we have to think about as people, um, you know, and, and school and and work and business and all of that. It's all intertwined. And so, yeah. And,
1: and California is about to, um, uh, several conferences got, got canceled in California, but California is about to uh, impose a uh, uh, any, any conference that's less than 200 people, uh, or any any conference over 200 people, will have to be um, be rescheduled or canceled. So, wow, um, it's, it's, it's hmm. so it's it's, it's affecting uh, the the tourism and obviously hotels and you know, verbos you know, and, so, um, and <laughs>
2: Burbo, so We know now. I know um, now.
1: So that sounds like a cute robot, doesn't it, verbos? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But Rich was reading some crazy statistics about the um, percentage of people worldwide whose jobs depend on and are related to the travel industry. It's Mm. very, very interesting, you know, to think about, you know, just the sheer economic um, implications of this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, To be clear, I don't want to make light of any of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard not to feel like when, when you're healthy and you're going about your day normally and and mm-hmm. outside of having a hard time finding toilet paper, you don't see a significant effect on our life. It's easy to to separate ourselves from it, I guess, and and sure. maybe oversimplify it. But it is it's sure. important to maintain perspective. I'm glad you highlight that. Yeah. yeah. Um we'll we'll kind of leave that alone for the time being. Yeah, sure. And we don't want to um, get
2: ourselves in trouble.
0: No, not at <laughs> not in the least. Um Government. let's just jump right into this conversation about pricing. And I think it's a maybe some would say this is a kind of a stretch when it comes to workflow but i think actually photographers spend a lot of time working on pricing certainly talking about pricing mm-hmm. and i feel like and we may have addressed this a little bit in past episode but i feel like this topic of pricing has been overly complicated um, through the years, at least the years that I've been in the industry, in the last 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that in some way we can help simplify that conversation a little bit today for the sake of efficiency, mm-hmm. minimizing stress, and ultimately enabling some of our listeners to be able to go more effectively, not only establish prices, but ultimately serve their market effectively and, and build a business. So um, to that point, I, I'd love to maybe we could just all take turns because we've all either been photographers or are photographers. Um, and let's start with Rich and Heather. We all, tell me a little bit about how you first established pricing, maybe before you gain the experience and the perspective that I hope we can lend today. What did that look like?
1: Like a disaster. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like
2: a shot in the dark.
1: Uh, yeah. You know? Like, uh, like the, the only hope that we had was uh, having you as, as a friend to, to kind of, I, I remember we,
0: that's why it was a disaster. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. no, no,
1: no, no. Exactly. That that was the only uh, that in God's grace did we ever survive those those that first couple of years. Um, mm. So um, uh, so yeah, we 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 really heavily uh, leaned on on uh, on. I remember going to Barnes and Noble and and, and uh, um, we had a uh, we 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 just sat and talked you know about about pricing and so that you you actually helped me out, helped helped us out a lot so mm-hmm. um, so um but I mean at, at the end I mean I, at the beginning like
0: yeah start, a, start with I, the like, beginning like, like what like, where did you even were you just like pulling numbers out of oh, the yeah air? like oh, what, yeah. what did it actually oh, yeah. look like
1: oh yeah in fact uh, I remember the very first time I actually charged uh, someone for my services and I was just I, I just I just had it i just threw a number out there and just had no idea whether or not this was fair was that yeah. was, was like mm-hmm. like would they like like laugh at this pricing would mm-hmm. they just go they go you know thankfully uh it, uh it was fair and they did uh they did accept it thankfully but um
2: i think yeah. the advice we got early on in our photography business from other friends who were more seasoned and further along in the in the their businesses than we are was um i think i remember hearing the advice um, to be a confident enough photographer by the time you start charging people to where you can actually make a profit from the very beginning and not get yourself stuck in a demographic of people that their word of mouth referrals are gonna be other people looking for the cheapest possible photo shoot that they can find. But that was still has an element of ambiguity to it because what are we worth and what are we comfortable? It's like, if you, Throw a number out there because it's maybe the highest number that you would feel comfortable charging based on what you make,
1: right. you're sort
2: of backing yourself into a corner right as far as who you're yeah. able to market to yeah you that, know? that's
1: what made me nervous is because when I threw that number out there I, I would have said no to that number. And uh, and, (laughs) and, and, uh, i mean like, that's too explicit for me, you know, see see you later. Um, So, uh, but at the same time, it wasn't critical for us. I mean, like uh, uh, we, we did have some time to, to like Mm -hmm. uh, sort out because we didn't rely on that income. I was not a full-time photographer at the time. I was still working at an engineering firm. And, uh, and so, and so, uh, um, so that was where I primarily got our, our, we had a, a predictable income and uh, we didn't need the photo- uh, so thankfully all the all the money that I made for this first several years went right back into the business like 100 percent you know like uh, mm-hmm. buying new equipment and all that kind of stuff which is a, a great way to do it if you can do it but yeah but and that's but,
2: back when we would upgrade more frequently and buy the you know buy the gear that came out because we could um, but, but what I, were you gonna want to
0: have- highlight something that you were you were talking to you were referencing multiple times there which is feelings like As photographers, and we see this, in fact, our industry is rife with this conversation. Everything's based, so much is based around feelings right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it made me think of, like, imagine if you're, you know, as much emphasis as we seem to place on how we feel about something in the moment, that's how we're making our decisions about business. And certainly as early business owners, that's kind of all we know. We don't have the information, Mm -hmm. the perspective. Imagine if like a marriage or a relationship was based on our feelings in the moment, how absolutely chaotic that would be, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to making a decision objective of that or an objective decision outside of whatever I might feel in the moment um, and, and go into that, that marriage, that relationship with the decision about what we actually want to create. So there's intention involved and it's not just based on how we feel in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, The the distinct contrast between what those relationships would look like is interesting to think about. And in a similar way, if you have a business that is based on how we feel in the moment or how Terribly, we see ourselves, or whatever it might be. It's, it's it's going to be this roller coaster of a ride being a business owner. The last thing that we need to be doing is based on feelings. But right. I mean, I've been guilty of the same thing, so I can absolutely relate.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's and that's that's the the nitty gritty of it is that at the beginning that's how our decisions were being made. Now we've come a long way since then and honestly Um, still have a long way to go. Yeah. 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 It got a little more scientific and mathematical um, a few years later, but at the beginning, yeah, it was about comfort level, experience level, not wanting to under or overvalue yourself with based on your level of experience and all of those factors come into play along with what Rich mentioned is, is this critical income? Is this supplementary income? Is this a one income family and you have to provide for the family and pay all the bills based on this income? Or is this a hobby? Where do, what What is our goal? You know, I think that those are really important questions to answer. Um, do you is, think
0: that this conversation about deciding how much we're worth is still yeah. too arbitrary in nature? It's, I don't, I don't, on, I, don't yeah. I have a hard time understanding it. Like I understand the argument that that's made sometimes in our industry about experience and how that might translate to how much we charge. But Mm -hmm. the reality is, and and of course we'll get into practically how to more effectively establish prices in a little bit, but if if we're not making decisions again, outside of how we happen to feel about ourselves or this arbitrary number, you know, somebody's going to say, well, after three years, you can charge as much. Another person's going to say after six months, you can do the same thing. There's Mm -hmm. real no objective, definitive, Mm -hmm. um, fact that drives that, that decision. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's a better way to go about it. Do you really think the conversation is how like, we should even be asking the question, how much am I worth?
2: Good question. I mean, we've been told by a financial business guy that we met with. Um, the question really needs to be, how much do I need each month? What does it cost Absolutely. me to live? And, st- and that be- and that as our starting place. And so we actually sat down and figured out that number, you know, a few years ago, but that was several years into our business. It wasn't a question we asked at the very beginning, you know?
1: it's, It's amazing how, how crazy important establishing, uh, your, your, um, how much more secure and confidence you can be in your pricing um uh, when you do all this all this research and you ha- you know for a fact that that you just didn't make this 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 number up i remember when, um uh clients would just say oh man they they would they would, they would inquire with me and they would say, I need this. And like, how much would it, would it cost to have this in my wedding collection or package? And I'm like, I just like, I had no rhyme or reason. I just, I'm like, that sounds like it would be around this right. number, you know? Right. And, uh, and, 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 and again, every time I would, would, um, I met with someone and because I I had no definitive a reason for my pricing, I would just start like literally sweating and just like just so nervous. I was just so nervous, you know. Mm. um, Another oh man, it was a blessing in disguise. One, yeah. one one time was at, at Starbucks and <laughs> um, crazy story. And um and I I got finished meeting with a potential client and uh, this
2: is years ago. It was years ago, and yeah. this
1: this this guy uh, came up to me afterwards. I was packing my stuff up, and this guy. Had been sitting at a table near us enough to be able to overhear a conversation, and he said, "Man, your presentation was really, really good, but man, when you got to the pricing, you you start stuttering, stammering, apologizing like he, he, yeah. he said. He said you really need to, to like." Uh, get m- more confident with your pricing because uh, that can really kind of show a whole lot to uh, to your to the client. He said, he said All, "Your whole other presentation, I was on board, <laughs> but but when when you start talking about pricing and you just started just uh, 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 and just just, just had no confidence whatsoever. I was like, th- that was probably some of the best best uh, re- advice I, I feedback.
0: Had. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah i'm like thanks for overhearing my conversation and <laughs> solicited <laughs> advice from a stranger isn't <laughs> it was, always bad it's not it's not always bad if it we was, can
2: he- be teachable you yeah, know yeah because
1: say, i i just never heard it from someone else's ears perspective, perspective yeah. because my particular client's not going to say that you're like dude you need to get a you need to you know get, take a chill pill with you know but huh. by the way i'm do glad you remembered that do story do people still say chill pill no No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: Oh, that's too funny. Well, Haley, I'd love to hear your, your kind of backstory. What did this look like, setting prices for yourself when you started? Because you've been shooting since 2011, is that right?
3: Yes, so 2011 was when I started shooting. I was a freshman in college, and I remember like, it's so embarrassing now looking back on the, the thought process behind it, was I'm gonna spend an hour shooting, I'll probably spend an hour in the car and I'll probably spend an hour editing. And my thought process was I work at a retail shop making $7 and 25 cents. So I'm going to charge $10 for every hour. So wow. I charge $30 for an hour session and I still get it on my timeline every once in a while. in my memories. like, wow, yeah. now booking $30 sessions. And <laughs> like, I, I didn't have a ton of bills. I didn't have overhead. I was not doing business appropriately. I did not have a license. I wasn't paying taxes on it. And like, I was not considering any of that. Um, because I was in college, I had scholarships that were paying for everything. My, well, during my freshman year and looking back now, like it bumped up every couple of months. So I, there's posts that I'll see where I was charging $75 for an hour session. And now like, I, I would never ever even consider a $75 for an hour session just because I know how much goes into it and mm-hmm. the reality of what it is to be a photographer and what you need. And yeah, so. The funny, was, thing,
1: the funny thing is that you still put more thought into it than we did at first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, like, 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 even though you were, uh, even though you're wrong with, 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 how much you str- you still put more, thought into it than I did. I just literally, I didn't think about anything except,
2: well, how'd you come up with, didn't you charge $250 for oh, our first session?
1: Yeah, yeah, because like,
3: uh, like, but, that's a better yeah. idea than me. Well, well,
1: uh, because literally I was talking to, uh, you know, an old, probably Nathan uh, no, and no, Matt. Matt yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just so. On
0: me, I gave all the good advice. <laughs>
3: You
2: oh, did. I
0: mean, <laughs> you were full of good advice. Yeah, you. Oh, I'm totally joking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will say too. I was editing on an uh, iPhoto back oh, then. Oh yeah. Nice. I wasn't even oh, editing in Lightroom. I, yeah, um, was... I, was,
1: I was in. I was in photo, uh, uh, Photoshop. So like, mm. it just took me forever yeah. to edit any uh, <laughs> editing there. So yeah. yeah. When
3: it came to weddings, though, I remember my very first wedding. I shot for free, um, which. I don't recommend doing that anyway, just because I had never even second shot a wedding when I shot that first wedding. Um, and then the first one I charged for, I charged $200. Um, and then the next one I charged 400 and split it with my second shooter. And like, there was no rhyme or reason as to why I did that either. It wasn't an hourly rate. It was just $200 is a huge deal to a 19 year old. so.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like I think part of our, well, I can speak from personal experience in a way. My, I grew up in a family that didn't have a lot of money. And so even the idea, and, and then I know that, that when my former business partner and wife and I got married, we were making a combined income of $24,000 a year combined. And so the idea of getting a check for, you know, even $500 was a big deal. And then you start, you, know, you get these checks for a thousand and two thousand dollars and 3000 and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this kind of money. Like somebody just handed me a check or cash or whatever. And like, how do I, how do I even manage it? There was no real understanding of what it meant to have money and then actually proactively manage that money. Mm -hmm. Um, much less actually mm-hmm. think strategically and intentionally about how to charge, why, and then what to do with that money when you get it. Like it was just such a foreign, a series of foreign concepts.
2: Yeah, I always think that if we had known then what we know now, I could have been a business major in college if I'd known we were going to end up running a business. But then at the end of the day, I don't know how hands on, t- tangible, practical that would have been either because I really, yeah. having not taken that path, I actually don't know. How um how how practical that education would have been to the real life, day in, day out, managing a business. You probably
1: would have you married me. You <laughs> You're like, this guy's an idiot? Uh, no, no, ooh. no.
2: It's just, I do feel like a lot of trial and error, and I yeah. do also feel like mistakes are a really great teacher. And even those embarrassing moments of having unsolicited advice from a stranger can be really teachable moments, um, if we can avoid making massive financial dis- mistakes in the meantime that w- that we end up paying for for years down the road. You know, I feel like there's some wiggle room for some mistakes and some you know some naivete <laughs> in those early years of running a business. But how much better for the person who starts off with all the information that they need to make informed decisions and begin you know a really strategic uh, way of pricing themselves from the beginning, you know, how much of, could be avoided, you know?
0: I, I love how naivete sounds really cool, but it's really just, you're stupid. Like I was just, <laughs> I was just dumb. I made a really dumb mistake. Exactly, dumb exactly. Decision. No, I mean, it. It's fortunately, we've all been lucky enough to, to learn from the mistakes and the experience and actually move forward um, so we can laugh about it now, but it is quite hilarious to look back on. And on that note, actually, I'm going to actually share my screen here because, um, well, there are a number of funny things about this, but when we talk about well, the pricing, oh, so let, let me know if so you before. all can see this. Yes!
1: I've seen this
2: before. We've literally seen this document. I oh, love it. I
0: love it. Okay. So, for everybody that, that is listening to just the audio version, I'm I'm sharing currently one of my first wedding contracts. This is
1: great.
2: From
0: 2003. First of all, the business name was, get this, Expressive Photography. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, the font is amazing. The, yeah. the, the your, font. Your, your, your branding is amazing.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the, the font is terrible. It's this kind of scripty font. I don't remember the name of it at right this second. Um, it was probably some yeah. cheap Microsoft, like some default Microsoft font, script font. Um, expressive photography. This is wedding contract. Um, of course, I've I've blocked out the the clients' names, but this is May twenty fourth, two thousand three, and we have the desired wedding package, also in script font, and then basic wedding package, expanded wedding <laughs> package, whatever that means, and then deluxe wedding package. Um, the basic wedding package started at six hundred dollars. Um, the second expanded wedding package started at seven fifty, and the third started at um, 950. Now, this is actually not the first wedding. The first wedding I ever shot was, I I photographed for $350. I was using a Minolta SLR film camera, 35 millimeter film camera, borrowed somebody else's exact same camera. And uh, Amber actually shot like literally one frame that day and they ordered multiple prints just from the one picture. So it was like, okay, Amber should be shooting too. Uh. But, we charged $350 and we lost money because we had to develop that film. Yeah, you did. It was just this kind of arbitrary number that I don't, yeah. to, the way that Haley described it earlier, like no rhyme or reason that I can remember just landing on this particular price point. Um, and we lost money because of it. And honestly, for the longest time, I don't really know how we landed on the number. I think it was like, well, okay, we charged that much for a little bit of time and then we we should probably bump it up a little bit. I know that there was, I think that there was some kind of looking at our market and seeing what they were charging Right. and we're new to it. So we're not going to quite go there, but then there also was an opportunity to stay at a lower price point and grab up a bunch of clients as well. Mm-hmm. We went from shooting 15 in the first year and a half to 30 the next year. So it, it bumped up, but when you're charging price points like this, naturally you're going right. to, um, as long as your work doesn't suck, people are going to book it up.
1: Yeah. I love the $600 one. It has... Includes a wedding album. That's,
2: that's how much a wedding albums cost. That's, how much, <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah.
2: I yeah. know. I love it. <laughs> I love. I also love that you guys have like two hundred dollar like leaps from package to package. Like, right. Like that. That's enough to like. Differentiate one package from another is just a mere two hundred dollars. I mean, right. seriously, this is great. this, this, is, this is great, amazing. yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean basically, what does that cover the sale the the income tax on, right. on that amount I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> right. but um, so a yeah. very simple answer to the question is it ours was also kind of the, the choices, the decisions were ultimately kind of just arbitrary in nature. Um, and this idea of kind of thinking about the big picture, letting that trickle down to the decisions about pricing, that understanding didn't come for <laughs> way too long. Um, but I, to that point, I actually want to get yeah. back cause we have about, about uh, 20 minutes here, oh. um, to, to finish up the conversation. Let's, let's talk about, mm-hmm. so that was what it did look like. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what it looks like now.
1: Not much different. Uh, <laughs> so much different. Um,
0: yeah. what would you say would be kind of the driving, I mean, if you were to name two, three, four ideas that drive the way that you price yourselves now, can you share those with our listeners?
1: Well, uh, so one, one of the biggest things we did was actually get a financial, what would you coach? I mean, advisor. Like, advisor. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, and so, um, so... I mean, I guess the biggest advice, if someone was asking me, like, "Hey, how, how do I price stuff? I, I, I go back to what Heather said. Like, what, what are your objectives uh, for for being in a retirement mm. business? As well, you know. Some people are like, "Hey, this is just supplemental income. I I use this 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 money to go on vacation, uh, to pay uh, for our mortgage, or you know, whatever. You know." And so I mean, like, and, and that that like, we I don't rely on this income to to actually survive. Then then you're a little you can be a little more flexible. And I feel like fun. there's
2: a lot of that going on in our area. I feel like there's a huge number of photographers in our area who are multi-income families, mm-hmm. um, who the photographer, in fact, many times we try to get have a get together and a lot of the photographers can't schedule-wise make it because they do have full-time jobs or a part-time, part-time job in addition to their photography um, right. income. But right. the question for us became, um, what do we need to survive every month how much money do we spend every month and we talked with with this financial advisor about this number we know what that number is we got on a budget we started using mint to track our in our expenses and um so our we knew what we needed to survive and i feel like that's a good place to start because not only do you need to know what it costs you to live every month on a personal level but you need to know what it costs what the cost is of running a business so, you know, that for us came into play, like w- early in our business, we weren't paying for business insurance. Um, there's things that we were that, that we weren't doing that we are doing now. And so our cost of doing business is an important piece of this puzzle. And so mm-hmm. knowing what those numbers are, helps us make an informed decision about what to charge. And, um, and obviously making decisions about what our goals are in terms of, vacations and how much excess we want what do we want our margin to be you do, know do
1: we want new clothes
0: <laughs> um, new, glasses. So, new glasses new glasses
1: um, i can only force 70 glasses be like, boom. <laughs> um,
0: so uh so. Need to bump up your wedding package there,
1: <laughs> exactly exactly no, we've um, talked
2: about this over the years the amount of money that used to sound like a lot in our bank account no longer sounds like a lot of money we yeah, want yeah. a larger margin we know yep. that a 30% of that is gonna
1: end up going to the government. Yes, and I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things. We're like, figure out whatever that number is and then add 30% that yeah. because the government <laughs> is gonna, because yeah. like if you just say, hey, I need $60,000 to survive uh, uh, this year, uh, and then just divide that by, you know, I wanna shoot 20 weddings, therefore, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah. then, uh, uh, you're not going to get, you're not going to see $60,000, you know, uh, the government is going to take about 30%. So Uh, now not
2: only do we know what our cost of living is and our cost of doing business, but we also know what our, what, our products are worth based on those numbers, what we need to sell our products for. So, you know, a client can add and subtract and move things around from their wedding collections mm-hmm. and Rich knows exactly what each of those items is worth. Therefore, what the wedding collection should cost with and without those different items, everything is itemized. And that our client can look at their, you know, their invoices and see exactly the value that's been assigned to each of those products and in our time even. I, that's yeah. another thing is that, For a long time, we just threw me in as a second shooter for full wedding day coverage. Like we just come together as a package deal, you know, and then we had kids and everything got more complicated. We were paying money for babysitting. I was away from the kids and I didn't want to be like, these are life value decisions that you have to make. And so we started valuing my time and charging for me as a second shooter by the hour. You know, because it we our clients, most of our clients don't need me all day long on a wedding day. You know, so we value we value our time differently too, as a result of determining our pricing. You know.
0: Okay, so I I was taking notes as you were talking. I'm just going to read these off. So starting, and I I actually love the the first question: What is your objective? Like period. And that's a pretty broad question. So then, of course, you have to get specific. What do you want out of your personal life? As a result, what do you want out of your business? but then you said, what do we need to survive? And interesting, by the way, for everybody listening in or watching, note that there was no conversation about self-worth, there was no conversation about how they felt, there was no conversation about how long they'd been shooting, there's none of that. At the very end, this is, um, and by the way, you all's line of thinking is very similar to what I'm gonna share as well, so I can, this very much resonates with me, but it's, it comes down to just very simple practical questions, which is, A, how much do I need to survive? B, how much do I need to run my business? And C, how much extra on top of that do I want? Do I want to put in savings? Do I want to go on vacation? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to invest? And that's, that's really it. And and then you have to figure out, um, and I'll just go ahead and throw this in, because again, this is very similar to what I was gonna share. The other component I'm curious to get your take on this is time too, right? So I might be able to make $500,000 a year if I work 80 hours a week, but mm. I don't wanna work 80 hours a week. So right. Now I have to adjust my desires, not just the needs, but the the, the amount on top that I want to make mm-hmm. to coincide with the amount of time that I'm willing to put into the business as well. Mm-hmm. What is you all's experience with, with that? What is your thought with that? I mean, do you limit the number of weddings that you're shooting in a year for the sake of time management? What does that look like? Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, oh man, I think... Um, you don't know you're living until you reach it. Uh, at least for, okay. for me, I mean, like, uh, um, I mean, like, uh, mm-hmm. I think when you said that y- y'all shot 30, 30 weddings in a, in a year, um, and, uh, one year and, um, I, I know people who shoot 50 60. Yep. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I there's just, <laughs> yeah. there's no way for me to actually have a, uh, any kind of life yeah. outside my business. Uh, I, I um, you know, so for, for me, it's about 25 um, weddings a year. Um, if, 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 if it's more than that, then I just don't feel like my, my clients get the kind of um, um, uh, service that they they desire and they pay for. Sure. Um, and uh, so, so things start, you know, you know so.
2: Yes, uh, I had something to add, but I lost it in the moment. Um,
0: uh, well, I, I'll come just back, while you're, I'll come back. yeah. While you're thinking about that, yeah. um, Haley, maybe you can go ahead and jump in and share, too, kind of what you've learned about pricing, and then we'll come back to, to you, Rich and Heather, because, again, what I have to share is very, very similar, and maybe that'll kind of trigger some of your thoughts as well. Go ahead, I Haley. I did just,
2: I, okay. Oh, she's going to lose again. I was just uh, going to add. Uh,
0: <laughs> take a chill pill, Nathan. She
1: <laughs>
2: No, I was just going to add. We've talked about this before, but... We, ha- we do turn down weddings if they if we get an inquiry for a time that we wanna be out of town. And so that's just one thing I was gonna say is that- Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Ju- Ju- th- uh, July 4th? Right, Mark, Mark
2: so that, I feel like that relates to the conversation in the sense that yes, we're turning down some income you know, that's not, that doesn't affect our pricing per se, but yes, that, that affects the amount of the income based on our, you know, the priorities that we've set as far as being out of town and things like that. So, um,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. You don't have, I mean, the the extra two, three, four grand would be nice. You could spend right. on a vacation, you could do this thing, that thing, but you also need the time for yourselves with your family, your right. kids and right. the traditions matter. I mean, the, right. the list goes on, but yeah, that's, that's great. Right. And there's not, you can't replace that as an experience in time um, for the sake of just getting a couple extra grand, which if you had to, you could make somewhere else.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll I'll get burned out so quickly. I'll get burned out so quickly.
2: Anyway,
3: sorry about that, Haley.
0: So, yeah. yeah, You're
3: fine.
0: (laughs) Take the floor, Haley.
3: So, I have very similar um, reasoning, principles, reasons for how to come up with what I want to charge. Um, and, like you said, with a lot of photographers, it's not their sole income, which was me for most of the time that I was shooting um, actively. So now I'm not shooting as much as I used to. And, like, I'm, I guess, like back in college, it was, and like right after college my money that I was making from photography was paying off my student loans. Like that was the only reason I Mm -hmm. continued to shoot on top of a 40 hour a week job. Mm -hmm. And when I paid those off, it was, it was like this huge weight was lifted and I decided that like that day I'm done with weddings. I don't ever want to shoot another wedding. I did. And I didn't hate it, but at the same time, like weddings were not for me for the long term. Um, but then it comes down to what was it? What is it? The goal that I have at that time, it was to pay off student loans. Like I just mm-hmm. did not want them over my head forever. Mm-hmm. Now it's pay off the rest of the debt. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a season of life where this hustle is what I'm into. I don't have a ton of responsibilities. I don't have other humans to look after. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that goal is to hustle. Is I hate the word hustle, but it's hustle. Even- <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. It is getting uh, overused on Insta.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if, if you need, if you if you need humans to take care of, we you can take care of us. We volunteer. Yeah, yes, uh, we would love to be taken care of for <laughs> a while. Adulting is so hard.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. So for me, it's a lot about what is that goal. And right now that goal for me and my husband is to pay off all debt. Like we are semi following Dave Ramsey. And I believe we've talked about this on the podcast before, maybe even our last episode is paying off debt. Like that's where we want to be. And then whenever that debt is gone, that's when we'll slow down life and Mm -hmm. enjoy more. I mean, we enjoy life now. We go on plenty of vacations a year. Just because that's important to us, but those are the things like picking those and choosing yeah. what we want to spend money on, and if how much we need in order to spend that money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you? Does that in any way? I mean, is there in this kind of phase of so-called hustle, is there a cutoff point for you? Like, do you whether it's <laughs> evening or weekends or whatever it might be? Like, do you? Do you ever take a break or are you, are you yeah. so into it that you're just like, go, go, go all the time?
3: So I, with my husband's job, he works 12 hour shifts. And on his 12 hour shift days, I work longer days. I don't work a full 12 hours. I don't think I'm productive in doing that, but yeah. I'll work and take a break and then work again. Um, and then his weekends are usually weekend, but, or, sorry, his weekends that he works are weekends I also work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will plan those weekends for additional projects um, or shooting. If I want to get in the studio and shoot or whatever that could be, those are how I'm breaking up my time so that I am still putting him as a priority when he's in the house or around. Um, but then when he's gone for work, I can be productive as well. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've definitely hit my cap and I think most people do where it's like, okay, I can't work another hour this week or I'm going to be exhausted and it's not good for me. And I mean, I, I've, you've had, I've had to go to clients and say like, Hey, your project is going to be late because of this reason, but I will get it to you first thing on Monday. So it's one of those things. Like, hmm.
0: But I, I love that you started very similar to Rich and Heather with an objective. You have a particular objective at the moment you're, you're working toward that. And then once you've accomplished or completed that objective, Then you move on to a different phase which is driven by a different number of hours put into work in a week and a different potentially a different financial goal or set of goals it's all driven by intention though and that's i think what makes the big difference is we have a clear idea of what we're trying to reach and and that drives the decision making when it comes to pricing as opposed to again how do i feel about myself how do i feel about these prices how do i feel about this money um, or, you know, again, how long have I worked in the industry? How long have I been a photographer? Is my work actually good enough? All of these questions having answers that are largely arbitrary, and mm-hmm. um, they can flex and flow and depend on the situation or, you know, whether or not I had bad pizza last night. Like, it's just its so arbitrary in nature. It's mm-hmm. so wonderfully simple if we start with a clear objective and let that kind of trickle down to everything. And so just to, to follow these thoughts, and I don't want to spend a lot of time because I feel like I'll be repeating, but... Um, we talk a lot in the podcast about the idea of a big picture view and big picture view is driven by an overarching set of goals. Um, those being certainly financial in nature also, and, and, and Heather and Rich brilliantly spoke to the significance of those financial components. And we're talking about meeting personal needs, paying, paying bills, very basically um, yeah. being able to uh, cover costs of doing business, um, then put some money aside and also be able to pay for vacation. And then the time component, how many hours you want to work in a week. And these two significant factors within this this big picture view, the overarching goals, should ultimately determine the business model, which should then determine the target client, which should then determine the pricing. Mm -hmm. And there's that trickle-down effect again. It's very intentional, and it's big picture, and that's what drives the actual prices that are established, and, and you're not kind of working backwards you're not working based on your feelings. It all mm-hmm. starts with that big picture intention. Um, again, I, th- I think Haley and, and Rich and Heather have kind of summed this up pretty brilliantly at this point, so I don't need to expound on that too much. My encouragement, though, to everybody is to that, that's listening in, is to if you are a little bit confused about your pricing, take a step back for a second. Be sure that you know what you're actually trying to achieve. First of all, with your personal life, and this may sound like way bigger. Um, bigger picture conversation than you even expected, you know, you we, we just want to know how much to charge for that portrait session. But <laughs> the, the smarter way to go about it is yeah. to have a clear objective as was, as was discussed. And that objective or those objectives can be decided in the context of a, what you want out of your personal life mm-hmm. that will then um, trickle down to everything else, as I mentioned. So I, I think, I mean, I, I love the simplicity of this. Um, you know, what this looks like in a nit, nitty gritty detail is going to vary for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some of you may have to sit down for an hour to to lay out your big picture view and each of these components that we talked about. Some of you um, may do that with a partner, some on your own, some may take a few hours, some of you may take a weekend and go away and and figure this whole thing out, but Mm -hmm. let those bigger picture ideas drive then how you're charging the targets that you're, I'm sorry, the target clients that you're trying to serve and then how you're charging them. Um, And, and that's a much more objective and, less stress inducing way to go about the conversation Mm -hmm. about pricing than to simply ask the question, am I worth it? How do I feel today? Um, What is, what is the photographer down the street charging? What is my favorite photographer that I just heard on stage last week charging? Um, And all these other kind of objective or arbitrary, um, uh, I guess, talking points that, Mm -hmm. that ultimately have little value and little bearing on how we are actually wanting to function in our own personal lives. Let that actually drive the decision-making. So Absolutely. yeah, I will leave yeah. it at that. I don't want to <laughs> ramble. Um, you guys have been great. I really appreciate all three of your perspectives. And um, for everybody listening in, if you have any thoughts or questions, anything to add to this, don't hesitate to jump in. This video, um, and again, for those of you listening on the audio, this does go out on Facebook, facebook.com slash edit, the Facebook page for photographers edit. The video will will live there. Don't hesitate to jump in on the conversation and comment and um, if we get some conversation created there, we can bring that to the next Workflow Wednesday and uh, and, and further the conversation if we yeah. need to. Um, for those of you that are watching the video version um, now or later, you can hear the audio podcast if you just go to B O K E H B-O-K-E-H-Podcast.com or just search Boca Podcast on any of your favorite podcast players, you'll find it there. Haley, do we have a our next Workflow Wednesday scheduled at the moment and if so, what is that going to be about? Who's our guest?
3: So we don't have a topic picked yet and I would love feedback. So if there's something that we um, haven't covered that listeners would like to hear, feel free to shoot me an email at Haley at um, But that will be on April 1st, so all jokes will be happening, I'm sure. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. <laughs> Rich, yeah. Rich, you've got yeah. a pretty high bar. At yeah. just- oh, my gosh. There oh we go. Yeah,
1: talk, talking about comments, I want people to comment on my glasses. I, 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 I was my, just going to say. My, my ego is little. Like I, I need someone to like say – I mean, like – Say yay, yay or nay. You know, I mean, like, uh, like, like, do they like me or not? I, I need, I need to know people's information. And and internet is probably the the most honest place out there. I mean, they, people are completely okay being cruel on internet. So, uh, so, so, uh, so let me know.
3: I okay. honestly feel like I saw those glasses before, and that's why yeah. I didn't like. I just feel like you've had them for a while. Yeah, like nope. <laughs> that's so funny. No, nope. no, nope, and boys. it's so crazy.
0: But yeah, and a very similar feeling to Haley. Like it, they just look familiar. Like they Ooh. look like you.
3: Someone said. Kristen, who was just on the podcast for a brand position consultation, said cool glasses with the little glasses
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nice. I like it. It's made as weak as made. Uh, I want to I be
1: friends with her on Facebook. <laughs> you know, tell her Does to she
2: fr- mean it mm-hmm. or is she just wants Rich to stop fishing? <laughs> 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 That's the question.
1: Uh, so, so I think, I, think um, I need to like memorize uh, Haley's glasses. So if she does get some new glasses, I, I, I I will. These are new. (laughs) Oh my goodness. How, how new, how new are those?
3: Uh, three months ago I got them. Uh, but they are the exact same frames, just a different color.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. I think mine was
1: dramatically different. So, okay. Yeah,
3: no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for listening in for watching. If you're watching the video Um, Again, BocaPodcast.com if you want the audio version. That'll be out later today, Wednesday, March 11th um, by 6 p.m. Eastern. You can listen there. And then check out all the other episodes. I just recorded uh, episode, let's see, yesterday, what was it? Episode 360. No, I'm sorry, earlier today, 367, I think. So there's a lot of content. Um, I think we have close to 350 episodes already published. There's a lot of content coming up. Um, A combination of our regular podcast episodes with a variety of topics, some brand position consultations, um, which is a really valuable conversation for our industry at the moment. So make sure that you go to bocacapodcast dot com or your, your podcast player, check out those episodes. Thanks again, Rich and Heather and Haley. And everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. So good
2: Thank to you. see you guys
0: see you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.